live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Hello, America. How are you this evening, this Thanksgiving Eve on this Wednesday, November 23rd, year of our Lord, 2022? Thank you very much. What what an amazing... You know, we are not even 12 weeks in to our soft launch here at LFA TV. And I got to tell you, some of the meetings that I had today for what we are getting ready to do in 2023 will only make the LFA family very proud and will only further this wonderful, wonderful family and this message that we've created here. It truly is a wonderful thing. And you are locked and loaded on LFA TV Live from America. I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting, as always, from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. God bless you and thank you for allowing me to do this job for you. I was going to start with a cold open right away, but I figured for those who um, that are still coming in, that are still being invited while you guys share, I wanted to uh, have a little bit of time to kind of give you, I, I wanted more people to see the cold open, number one, but I wanted to give you an idea of what you're about to hear. We just came fresh off the G20 summit. All the 20 largest nations in the world that think they control everybody got together to have an elite few days where they uh, spent your money and uh, polluted the air and uh, fell asleep and tripped upstairs and crapped their pants and whatever. Anyway, Klaus Schwab, who's basically the face of the World Economic Forum, who some would say is one of the uh, leaders of uh, the NWO, along with George Soros and others, names you've never even heard of. He was talking with a with Chinese media, CCP media, and he was talking about constructing the world of tomorrow. That right now we have to build in order to transform. And what comes out of the other side of this transform, this transformation will be their vision of the way they want the world to be. Alex Jones was not crazy in 1999 when he was telling you all of this. And we are now at the precipice of that. The question is, will the new greatest generation, which is you, which is myself, the MAGA generation of the United States of America, will the new greatest generation be able to once again save the world and make Earth great again? Ladies and gentlemen, here is the disgusting dirtbag himself, some may say even Satan himself, Klaus Schwab. Very hard to understand, by the way. Why don't you learn, you know, actual English 
if you're going to be so elite, moron. On the G20, you were there meeting some of the leaders as well. Professor Schwab, what do you make of the result? Finally, they put something as a statement, and it seems quite positive with all the voices included. I think it's positive. It's uh, already positive through the fact that everybody agreed about the statement, which we haven't had the last years. Now, the base has been formed, but um, we have to go one step further. We have to have a strategic mood. We have to construct the world of tomorrow. It's a systemic transformation of the world. See that? So we have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. I uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. Respect China's achievements. Um, a role model for many countries. A role model for many countries. But I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. The Chinese model is quite an attractive model for a number of these countries. Now, you notice what he said at the end there when he said, I think we have to be careful about imposing these new systems that comes out of the transformation on countries. What he's doing there is he's capitulating to China. He's being very careful to say, oh, we don't want to be above China. It lets you know that who's running this NWO. It lets you know who is literally the one that every one of these NWO elite uh, uh, faces of the New World Order capitulate to, and it's China. China, China, China is at the top of the food chain of the New World Order. You must understand that. You must understand that. You must know that the new world reserve currency will be out of China. At least that is their plan. Understand that China is the one pushing all of this around the world to destabilize the world as we know it. Because if you destabilize the world as we know it, then you destabilize the country that is leading the world. And who is that? The United States of America. Why do you think TikTok is so big? They're taking us down from within by dumbing us down, turning us transgender, turning men into women, making uh, masculine men uh, obsolete. Look at Andrew Tate. Why do you think Andrew Tate is the biggest Google, uh, the, the most Googled man alive? Why? Because people are seeking masculinity. Men are seeking masculinity. Women are seeking masculinity. Not to become masculine, but to have a masculine man in their life. Do you know how hard it is? For anybody under the age of 40 to find a strong, masculine, Christian, conservative man? Do you know how hard that is? That used to be, and most of you were watching, you're like, it wasn't hard for me. No, we were in a different generation. You were in a different generation. Anybody under 40 will tell you. Any woman under 40 will tell you. It is very hard to find a strong, conservative, Christian, masculine man. And they're few and far between. So Klaus Schwab just said that China was the model. Do you know what's happening in China right now? In China right now, they are protesting at the Apple store in large numbers by the thousands. 
And they're also getting beaten and dragged away by the CCP for doing it. But yet that's the model. That's the model for the whole world. That's the model. Whatever, Klaus Schwab. Check this out. These people are trying to protest at Apple and see all the CCP beating them, just literally beating them. And I don't even know why people are filming it other than to have it on their own phone. China controls the entire media. So they're not getting, you know. Look at this. China's the model though, right? China's the model for everything. Also in China, ladies and gentlemen, they are literally right now, hold on, let me see here. Um, People are actually trying to flee some of the most COVID-restricted areas, scaling fences and fleeing amid the COVID-19 outbreak in Zhengzhou in the country's most stringent zero-COVID policy lockdown. So China's the model, says Klaus Schwab, as they try to turn us into China. Oh, we got to do whatever we can, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to be the new uh, greatest generation. This MAGA generation must save the world again, and we will. Trust me, we will. We've got God on our side, and God is not going to let communism and this kind of destruction take over the whole world. We are. We are chosen. We are. We built our entire country off of the words of Jesus Christ. Trust me, that foundation is not dead yet. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say happy birthday to Ginny. It is Ginny's birthday today. She turned 65 years young today. So, Ginny, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ginny. Happy birthday to you. Sorry, voice is a little bit, uh, after these last couple weeks of uh, great shows, the voice is a little bit uh, broken down, as they say. But I want to say happy birthday to Jenny, to Ginny. We love you so very much. I'd also like to thank the following people for sending checks, donations, books, uh, gifts, uh, holiday stuff. You guys are so great. James and Shauna Knight, they sent 400, almost $500 in a check in order to put towards the Slurp Fund. Wonderful, wonderful people. Bruce and Sandra Langner, thank you very much for the card. Thank you for the dairy care. It assists with the digestion of lactose with Olivia my, and my daughter and myself. Uh, Mary D'Agostino, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you about Mary D'Agostino. She is just a wonderful, wonderful person. She also sent a Christmas card for all of the LFA hosts. So there's a Christmas card that came from Mary D'Agostino for Brennan, for Sean, for Kevin, for Antonio, for Mike Crispy, for Frankie, for Eli, for Anna, and that's, that's how wonderful this LFA family is. Uh, we look at each other as family. That's, that's true. Lori and Ed Ledoux, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, Pat um, Marchat, thank you for the Thanksgiving cards. Colin Kobashop, thank you for the three different donations. We will put them exactly where you have us put them. Jim and Bonnie Wenrick, thank you for the, the card. And thank you for the daily bread for December, January, and February. Jerry Trisalt, thank you very much for your note and your donation. Jim and Barbara Peters, some of my two favorite people that I ever met. Uh, wonderful to meet them. Um, actually, two different times. Um, Marie Adamson, thank you very much for your donation. Janelle Mitten, thank you. 
Paula Shannaberger, God bless you for the note and the donation, and Terry Caston, thank you very much. Folks, we have got an amazing LFA family here, and I don't know if I could, you know when you have children, and before you had children, you never knew what it would be like, but then you have children, and no matter what you go through, no matter the heartaches, no matter the ups and the downs, you could never ever imagine yourself again living without your children. Same thing with this LFA family. I never had anything like this in my life, right? Never had an extended family like this. Never had a real family like this until my, my, my married family that I have now. Uh, but I can't imagine not having this LFA family, not knowing all of you the way we know each other. I'm just so blessed, and I'm so thankful on this Thanksgiving holiday that we have coming up. Uh, November 23rd, it is possible to be sorrowful, yet always rejoice. That is possible. It is, because you know the greater good and you know where the priority lies. The Holy Spirit empowered Paul to find joy in the midst of adversity, and he can do the same for you. You must be willing, though, to let go of anything and trusting that God will never let go of you. From Deuteronomy 31.6. Again, I always encourage you guys to, if you're not following along in the Bible real time, then go to this, uh, these, the beginning of this show again after and pull out your Bibles, okay? Or maybe before you go to bed. Uh, love you too, Nurse1978. Love you, Lisa. God bless you. All right. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And from 2 Corinthians 6, 4, it says, In all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, but not through money, obviously, as having nothing but yet possessing all things, which is the knowledge of an afterlife and a knowledge of a relationship with God. And before you turn out the light tonight, grieve your losses, even as you learn to focus on the good things that remain. Does that not sound a little bit familiar to what I told you the other day? I never lose. You never lose if you think of it that way. There's never a, you never lose unless you completely give up and just allow yourself to be mush. As long as you do, as long as you take something good out of every situation, how do you lose? I didn't lose my election. I lost, an, I lost an ability to sit in a, in, in, a, in a seat and help make laws. I did not lose my ability to learn something from that. I did not uh, lose when I taught my children the, the greatness of going door to door and knocking on a door and, the, and, the, and the, the process that we have in this great uh, republic that we live in. You know what I mean? I didn't lose when it came to getting my message out there and on public TV here in New Hampshire, look at that camera and say, I support more of a ban on abortion because there should be no abortion, period. And that really, really kind of made the Republican Party here, the GOP, look really bad because they wouldn't even say that. That, ladies and gentlemen, is always winning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Got my nice haircut today. See that? That barber doing good work. Ooh, my barber cutting me up nice. All right, here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I'd also like to personally thank, if I could right now, Patriot Donnie. 
Why? Because there's people like Patriot Donnie and, and there's people like him that do the same thing. They not only, there's people out there like you got, like a lot of you who keep me on that narrow path, right? There's people out there that will keep me grounded and bring me back when I get a little too far. But then there's those people out there that tell me, hey, you're a little bit too grounded. Go a little bit further because that's what needed. That's what's needed on the battlefield. Taking risks, standing by your values, standing by what you believe. And sometimes if you have to going places that others are not willing to go. I appreciate that so very much. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This, uh, today's first and foremost section is actually going to be brought to you by Tim Gustafson, our friend at Insurity Financial Services. Insurity uh, Financial Services, ladies and gentlemen, will handle your Medicare. Now, you guys got a lot of family coming up this weekend. Tell all your family members about this. Tell your moms and dads. Tell your grandmothers and your grandfathers. Tell your uncles and your aunts who happen to be on Medicare. Okay, tell them that you will you have somebody that will work with them, that will find them the correct Medicare uh, plan that they don't have to pay thousands of dollars to get crap benefits. Okay, this is the perfect time, folks. We have until December 7th. And if you don't leave uh, your family members with any good news except for this, then that's good news. Help your family members out, even if they're liberals. Go to insuritifinancialservices.com slash Medicare and get a hold of Tim today and let Tim help you. Okay, let's have our first slurp. Here we go. Mm -mm. And by the way, my coffee will be up on my store this weekend. Finally, praise God. How many people in the Biden family live in the White House? How many people in the Biden family live in our White House and leech off the taxpayer in order to save money for themselves? Who paid for the Biden family wedding? Those are the two questions that I want answers to right now. Because clearly, the garbage pail kid of the White House, the White House press secretary, mean Jean Corrine Pierre, who thinks she's in charge, she was asked how many people live in the White House, and she says, I can't talk about, I'm not going to talk about that right now. Why? She was asked about this wedding that took place last weekend in the People's White House, on the People's Lawn. She said, this is a decision made by them and you don't get to have a say-so. What are you talking about, lady? What are you talking about, Mean Jean, Corrine, Pierre? What do you mean we don't get to have a say-so? It's our house. We pay the money for you to live there, for, your, for, for, for Biden to live there. How many people in the Biden crime family live in our White House? That is the question. Joe Biden is the ultimate government parasite, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he does. He's like, that, he's like that tapeworm in your belly that just eats up everything and does nothing in return. He's just a leech. He's a parasite. And his whole family are nothing but crime grifters. Crime of, it's a crime clan, and they're all grifters. Hunter Biden's daughter, Naomi Biden, got married last um, Saturday at the White House. And according to reports, Joe Biden is expected to pay a minimum of $300,000 out of pocket for his granddaughter's wedding? How's that? How is Joe Biden paying $300,000 out of pocket for that wedding, which was held on the grounds of our White House, and if you saw any pictures of over the overhead, there was nothing there but chairs. So what in the H-E double hockey sticks are you paying $300,000 for out of pocket? And, 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 and where's that money that you are spending out of pocket coming from, Ukraine? How do you just drop in $300,000 on a wedding where there was no tent, where there was no caterer, where it was literally just chairs and a bunch of people, a bunch of sheep? 
No press allowed because Joe Biden said the wedding was a private event. Well, except for Vogue magazine. They got to be there. How do you have a private event at a public White House? How is that possible? I want a receipt. I want the white, I want the, the new House of Representatives to investigate this. The media was banned. The peasants weren't allowed near the wedding at all. But Vogue magazine, they were there to shoot the whole thing. Vogue was invited to the wedding, and they wrote a puff piece on Biden's granddaughter, comparing her to the Princess of Monaco. Wow. A classless Jill Biden wore a short dress with her kneecap showing. Her kneecaps look like tires. <laughs> they look like little Tonka truck tires. Anyway, I'm not going to pick on the woman's physical ailments. I'm sure we all have them. Don't want to see me naked, I'll tell you. <laughs> her kneecap showing and her step-granddaughter's formal, at her step-granddaughter's uh, formal wedding. I have a picture of this Vogue. This thing is ridiculous. Hold on. Hold on. It's in black and white. Go figure. Right? Because there's because no, they have no color. They have no class. Look at this. There's Jill Biden and her step-granddaughter. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. That dress alone probably cost 50 grand. Anyway, it was also revealed that Naomi and her then-fiancé, fi- fi- uh, Peter Neal, a former Hillary Clinton campaign intern. How about that? The moron wasn't even paid. Moved into the White House for, for a period of about three months as they planned their glitzy wedding. Wow. Wow. Naomi Biden mooched off the American taxpayers for several months, and the media was banned from her White House wedding. Typical Biden corruption, ladies and gentlemen. Quote, Naomi says that she was surprised to find Peter was a bit of a bridezilla, she jokes, and obsessed with all the details. But she was not surprised by involvement from the first lady known among all Biden grandchildren as Nana. When the couple's lease ran out on their D.C. apartment, they asked Nana and the resident of the White House if they could move in for just a few months while planning the wedding. That's an elite statement. Can we move into the White House while we plan our wedding? Mm. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, while they plan their wedding, along with their mini Australian shepherd, Charlie, who can often be seen gambling on the South Lawn with Biden's German shepherd, Commander. I try to remind myself that it's the White House, but it all gets normalized over time, says Naomi. So Naomi says she's been living at the White House for so long that it's become normalized. I want a receipt. I want a receipt for the wedding, and I want a receipt for how long that these losers have been mooching off the American taxpayer, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm a loser. I don't disagree. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. The Biden clan headed to a $30 million Nantucket estate today. Or no, after the lavish wedding, excuse me. Um, and I showed you that place where they're going, right, for Thanksgiving. If we could pull that back up on the screen here. This is where the Bidens are spending Thanksgiving while you and I struggle. Ain't that something? It's amazing. How many people have liked this video right now? If you've not rumbled this video, please do that right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want a receipt on everything with the Biden crime family. And I have a feeling with James Comer, we're going to get it. How about you? And that concludes our first and foremost section. So let's move on to Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, I could give a fiddler's you know what about Twitter, except, except when it actually affects me, the American citizen. 
And ladies and gentlemen, whether you like Twitter or not, I do not. Never been there. Don't really care about it. I will say this. Twitter has a massive, massive influence on our culture, on our society, on our elections, on our republic. Twitter, like Facebook and many others, became so powerful, ladies and gentlemen, that they could literally shape where our country went for the next five years, four years anyway. And I was very, very in favor of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter based on only Elon Musk's promises to do stuff once he got there because I knew it would have an effect on our country. And I've said every time I've talked about Elon Musk, I do not like this guy for so many reasons. However, if he comes through on his promises to do what he said he would do at Twitter, then I would be happy about that. Well, Elon Musk has confirmed that Twitter's corrupted censorship program that he inherited 100% targeted conservatives, which is why Elon Musk has unbanned or, 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 or de-suspended, taken off a suspension, I should say, all of these conservative, um, these conservative uh, accounts. Because he said, after looking at all of this and getting in here, I found they, they were, their program was definitely, definitely targeting conservatives, and it was 100% one-sided. Then, then, as he's going through the Twitter headquarters, he finds a closet, and you know what's in the closet? Full of shirts that says, hashtag stay woke. Full of shirt merchandise, folks. Not just shirts that people were wearing and threw into a closet. No, I'm talking actual merchandise that said stay woke ladies and gentlemen this is huge 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 news that elon put out because it validates everything that you and i have been saying but it doesn't only validate everything that you and i've been saying imagine how this marries together with the lawsuit that jim and joe hoft and the attorney general in Missouri, Eric Schmidt, and the Louisiana attorney general, imagine how this marries together with their uh, court case right now that they're dragging the Biden administration and circle back Jen Psaki, the redheaded stepchild, uh, through right now. This is huge because what this does is it validates everything that they're fighting for in court that will ultimately end Section 230 protection for all of these social media platforms and... It validates everything you and I have been saying to the rest of the country that uh, conservatives have been targeted because liberals, Democrats, if they exist, liberals, if they exist, Marxists, we know exist, independents, all of them were like, you, because when I tell people I'm banned on Facebook, they go, what do you mean you're banned? They don't understand that. Regular people don't even think that's possible. They go, what did you do? Go to do anything. I did my show. What do you say on your show? I talk about the vaccine and the election. Oh, so you're one of those deniers, huh? That's why you got booted off. They don't even know. They don't even know that it's, that it's possible that people are being banned from things, number one. And then if you did get banned, it must have been for something illegal. You must have done something wrong. And now this validates, no, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were targeted for our politics, for our own opinions. It's huge news. I love it. I love what he's exposing there. I love the fact that he's putting his money where his mouth is. I really do. He tweeted out, uh, so Kyle Becker, who's a blue check mark, don't know, uh, Kyle, Kyle Becker said, imagine if Elon Musk were actually the right-wing boogeyman 
these spoiled lefty journeys pretend he is and decided to turn the tables and ban all left-wing fake news from Twitter. There'd be nothing left for them to publish. And Elon Musk actually tweeted back, as is obvious to all but the media, there is not one permanent ban on even the most far-left account spouting utter lies. That's what he tweeted back. So everybody that's watching this right now, you probably care for Twitter about as much as I do or any news surrounding it. But the reason why I pay any attention to Twitter isn't to get wrapped up in the day-to-day gab, okay? It's to tell you because it's going to have a societal effect. It's going to have an electoral effect. It's going to have a cultural effect. It's going to change everything. Because what does the left have now? Well, they have the mainstream media, but the bottom has fell out of the mainstream media. CNN's going broke. MSNBC's going broke. People are getting fired constantly, this, that, and the other. So they've got mainstream media, but mainstream media isn't even mainstream anymore. This is. Yeah, I don't have the millions of viewers yet, but I'm saying this is the future of it. Streaming. Streaming the content that you want to see based on the people that you like. You won't have to watch one. You don't have to watch Fox News just because you like Tucker. You'll be able to stream Tucker. You know what I mean? That's the future of news. So where are they going to go? Facebook? Facebook is where old people go to talk about politics is what the younger generation under 40 says. So there's no longevity there. Where are they going to go? They're going to go. They can't go to Twitter. Okay, they're running from Twitter. They won't go to Facebook. And even if they do, it'll be obsolete. Won't matter. We've had to build our economy. We've had to build our social media platforms over the two years. We're here. We have Telegram. We have Getter. We have Rumble. We have True Social. Well, I do, at least for one more strike anyway, and then I'm out. So you see what I'm saying, folks? They are in a position that we were about to be in four years ago. They're absolutely screwed. They are absolutely screwed, and they're, and, and, and they're going to either have, you know where they're going? They're going to Reddit. They're going to Reddit. Do you know what happens on Reddit, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to ask in the, in, the, in the comment section, does anybody know what's going on on Reddit? And I'll guarantee you that less than five people do. That means that Reddit is obsolete as well. Where are you going to go? They're going to have to be forced to stay on Twitter. And there's gonna not, they're not going to be able to do anything about it. I'd like to thank Rita0515. Thank you very much for the $20. She said, use for LFA needs. God bless you. And Jason290, $20, says, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Don Jr. just posted those on his Instagram. Posted what? What, what did he post? Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't read that. Never had Twitter, said Arrow Pink, but definitely enjoying the meltdown. Oh, so that's what I'm enjoying the most. Don't do Gab or Telegram. Don't like Telegram, so don't post there, says Barb. I understand that. I understand that. Nobody cares about Reddit, said Miguel Ortiz. I know, isn't that like 2009? Like, who cares about that? I only have Getter and Truth for one more strike, LOL. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Getter, I mean, uh, Truth has already censored me twice. Like, how do you censor me? And I'm not even like doing anything like wrong at all. It doesn't make any sense. And it's Truth Social. And I've been, so they get one more strike and, and I'm going to uh, uh, walk away. I'm not going to deal with that crap. Not at all. I've never been able to get on truth, says Terrence. Well, how about that? I feel like Reddit is for pedophiles, says Becky. Amen. I thought Reddit was porn. Amen. That's, well, that's, you know what? That's maybe where they belong. That is maybe right where they belong, actually. Matter of fact. All right, let's move on. There are more lawsuits have been filed in Georgia as Garland Favorito and voter GA. By the way, folks, I know there's a lot of people that say that Garland Favorito is all talk. But let me just tell you something about Garland Favorito, okay? 
Let me just tell you something about this guy. If it wasn't for Garland Favorito, then we would not have the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals case that gave us the actual ruling on standing, which Arizona is going through right now. So you see how it's a, um, you see how it's a, uh, it's, it's a multifaceted strategic uh, thing that we're doing here in this, in this new Republican party. If it does, if you don't get immediate results here, you'll get them down the road, right? But if you do nothing, you get nothing. So if it wasn't for Garland Favorito and voter GA and Garland fighting constantly, he's been on the show a couple times, then we would not have gotten the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. We would not have gotten that ruling, which would, not, which would be very, 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 very hard for Carrie Lake, for Abe, Ham, Abe uh, Hamaday, and others to do what they're doing in Arizona. So let's get into this right now, okay? Um, he's, the, the, he's filed a new lawsuit, uh, Garland Favorito. He's filed a new lawsuit in uh, multiple Georgia counties demanding that these counties retain their paper ballots from the 2020 election because, they're, uh, because they, were, they could have gotten rid of them, what, back in September? But there was a lawsuit uh, active so they couldn't get rid of them. And now Garland Favorito has filed another lawsuit to extend that so that those 2020 election results do not, uh, uh, the paper ballots don't get thrown away. It's amazing. I think he's doing a great job. He's doing a hell of a job, actually. Voter GA shared its press release from yesterday where the team is demanding from the court that certain counties in Georgia retain their paper ballots from the 2020 election. These same counties destroyed their electronic ballots, which is against the law during the period that the law stipulates they be manipulated. And the paper ballots... Are, uh, are the only thing left. And the counties involved in the suit are Coweta County, C-O-W-E-T-A, Cobb County, and Forsyth Counties. Forsyth? Forsyth? Forskin? I don't know. Forsyth? Anyway, Voter GA announced a new complete against... See, you see that? You see what I did there? You're disgusting, Jeremy. Voter GA announced a new complaint against several counties for unlawful destruction of original ballot images. From the November 2020 general election, it seeks to preserve 2020 election ballots... As the only remedy for the image destruction, over 1.7 million images were destroyed by 70 counties. Most counties admitted images were uh, overwritten while some refused to comply with voter GA open records requests that revealed the destruction. So Garland Favorito is still down there fighting for Georgia. You got to give that man credit. He's old. He doesn't need to do this. He's broke. And yet he fights for Georgia. He may not win. He may win. But what? I do know is that he is directly responsible for getting that Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruling, and that's going to be huge for us. So, Arrow Pink says, I saw what you did there. They hate Garland. He has no quit in him. Amen. Amen. I got my short little T-Rex arms. I can't scratch my shoulder. You see that? Anyway, folks. <laughs> hey, I, I always promised you that I would, uh, I would push a, um, a business off the American Strong Companies page. And I want to do this. Uh, I want. I want to do that right now, if I can. Um, this is a. This is a company off the American Strong page. And I'm going to tell you what. If you got a husband at home, I'll tell. You, if you have a husband, or if you don't have a husband, especially if you don't have a husband, you're going to want this thing in your home. And, and it's a good Christmas present. And I figured it would be nice to. Uh, I figured it would be nice to to show this. What this is? It's a tool. Check this out. See that that little uh, that little small hand saw there. I mean, how many times have you needed a chainsaw, but you can't operate a chainsaw? How many times have you needed a chainsaw, but you are, uh, a chainsaw is too big. It's too, it's overkill for what you need. 
Well, you can get this right now. It's called the Tack Right Mini Chainsaw. This thing's awesome. I'm, I, hey, Sabrina, I want this in my stocking. I want this Tack Right uh, Mini Chainsaw in my stocking. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can get this right now, uh, and it's on the American Strong uh, Business page, but I'll tell you how an easier way to get there. Um, and I just want to read you this thing. Um, why does this thing sell so quickly? It's because of its affordability. And it's senior friendly. Mini chainsaws, which thousands of Americans are in love with, uh, it can be operated with just one hand and it can help trim your trees twice as fast with a, with a lot less effort. Mini saw is the big tool company's worst nightmare. They've been trying to hide mini saw from the everyday consumer, he says. Big tool is threatened by this device. So here's it, here it is, folks. Here it is. The mini saw is on sale with a 50% off and a free shipping promotional discount to new customers. All you have to do is go to uh, tack right, T-A-K or T-A-C right, LFA.com. He set up his own thing just for the LFA family. I said, well, if you're going through all that trouble, then I'm definitely going to tell him about it. So it is tack right, T-A-C-R-I-G-H-T. I love people's initiative when they do this. Tack right, LFA.com. Check it out. It's, it's a great present for you or your husband, I think. And I, and I always will push. Small businesses, always, always, always. So check it out. Great idea. Uh, stocking gift, babe. Okay? All right, let's move on. We got to stay in Georgia because we've got an update on the lawsuit. It's a deadly weapon, too. That's an assault chainsaw. That's what that is. That's an assault chainsaw. I'm going to put, the, uh, I'm gonna put the, the link here for you guys. TackRightLFA.com. There it is right there. Uh, last week. Raphael Warnock filed a lawsuit in order to that would affect the early the early voting for Saturdays uh, for Saturday on the runoff race there in Georgia between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. So uh, the Georgia Supreme Court has ruled on this, and we're going to get in there tonight t- right now. The Georgia Supreme Court has denied a Republican motion to block early voting in the December 6th runoff election for the U.S. Senate seat there in Georgia. Republican groups had argued that early voting should be prohibited, citing a law, a state law, that prevents in-person early voting on a Saturday if preceded by a holiday. That's a Georgia state law. But yet the Georgia Supreme Court comes along and says, nope, too bad. Fox 5 down there first reported that Fulton County Superior Court Judge Thomas A. Cox Jr. heard arguments last Friday and announced his decision this morning. Incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock, I would say illegitimately incumbent, faces a fierce challenge from Herschel Walker. Warnock uh, won the popular vote in the November midterm election. No, he didn't, but failed to secure the required majority. Of course he did. The state Supreme Court denied the motion to block early voting without comment. Without comment. The Warnock campaign successfully argued that the provisions cited by Republican, uh, Republicans did not apply to statewide runoff elections and that the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger misreads and cherry-picks state election laws. Warnock's push to allow early voting was supported by the Democratic Party of Georgia and the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee. The court's ruling upholds the lower court's decision to approve early voting in the runoff election. Rattenberger released a statement saying Senator Warnock and his Democrat Party allies are seeking to change Georgia law right before an election based 
on their political preferences. Instead of muddying the water and pressuring counties to ignore Georgia law, Senator Warnock should be allowing county election officials to continue preparations for the upcoming runoff. Hey, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Maybe if you didn't have a corrupt governor and a corrupt secretary of state down there, liars, cheaters, Trump haters, never Trump scumbags like Brian Kemp and like uh, Brad Raffensperger, maybe you'd have a little bit more of a fight down there. Maybe you'd have a little bit more of a, of a dog in that fight. Maybe you'd have somebody that actually fought for you and didn't capitulate, cry, whine, and, and complain when it doesn't go their way. Maybe if you had somebody down there that was legitimate in the first place, then we wouldn't be going through this. Brad Kemp or Brian Kemp is not legitimate, okay? Um... Uh, Raphael Warnock is not legitimate. Brad Rappensperger is not legitimate. Gabriel Sterling is not legitimate. David Perdue is a coward and was definitely not legitimate because he didn't win anything because he's a coward. You've got so much corruption in Georgia. And not like we don't have it in New Hampshire. We do. Not like they don't have it in Pennsylvania. They do. But here you got Rattenberger crying about it. But you're an illegitimate pile of crap yourself. Reap what you sow. Although I thought that that judge should have gone by state law. But he didn't because you got corruption down there that nobody holds anybody accountable for. So, yeah, that sucks. Not good news, is it? Let's continue. Here we go. This is huge news, and it's probably going to get flagged. If you were to say this on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or maybe even Twitter, I don't know. But this is huge news. And it comes from none other than the Washington Post. The Washington Post, at 11.15 a.m. this morning, published a story that said the vaccinated individuals in this country now account for a majority of the COVID deaths. And it's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing how we were treated. It's amazing that we don't have these platforms anymore because of issues like this. It's amazing that we can't have uh, the, the spread of our message on these platforms anymore because we were kicked off of these platforms for saying this exact thing a year and a half ago. And here it is now, ladies and gentlemen. Again, more truth coming out and conspiracy theorists being proved right once again. There's a remarkable concession appearing in the Washington Post today, which reads, a majority of the Americans dying from the coronavirus received at least the primary series of the vaccine. The latest data shows that 58% of the COVID-19 deaths in August 2022 were from people who were vaccinated and or boosted. Based on past figures and the current trends, we can reasonably reasonably estimate that a number of the vaccinated and and boosted COVID-19 deaths will only rise. In September of 2021, the vaccinated account for 23% of the COVID-19 deaths. In January of 2022, that went up to 42 And now we're up to 58. How long are we going to keep doing this? How long are we going to keep doing this for, folks? How long are we going to keep allowing the death rate to rise among a population of people that have something in common, a common denominator, and not address that? And now this story is put out by the Washington Post. It's amazing. The Washington Post and CBS validated what we conspiracy theorists, red, uh, red white nationalists, red wing uh, extremists, MAGA morons said a year and a half ago. CBS said that the Hunter Biden laptop was true. Uh, and they admit that the vaccinated are making up a majority of the deaths. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? This is what happens when you rush an ineffective and dangerous vaccine or drug that they call a vaccine. Now, the FDA's promise of efficacy 
is 91% for the Pfizer vaccine and 93% for the Moderna vaccine. They were always based on hope, not data, folks. Hope. They weren't even, they weren't even based on any trials because the trials were in real time. So too were the promises of safety. Remember that? At the time of the official approvals, both Pfizer and Moderna had submitted, um, hadn't submitted any type of long-term numbers on effectiveness because there were none. Their trials were populated, or excuse me, polluted with the unblinding of participants and their safety studies, and they're still ongoing. And now we're seeing efficacy numbers plummet within months of vaccination. The pandemic is of the vaccinated and of the boosted, not the other way around. And we've been saying this. And when we said this a year ago, we were banned. And now the Washington Post says it. So I wonder, it must be true now, huh? Remember, the leading cause of death is I don't know. Let's listen to Tony Fauci here. Clearly indicates that they're safe. Next, are they effective? And I believe you are all aware of this. If you look at the striking data, overwhelmingly show the effectiveness of vaccines, particularly in preventing severe illness and deaths. And, uh, and, somebody, and somebody made a, uh, a good point there. What about Al Roker? He's about ready to die. His blood clots are so bad. Remember when he was on there going, I got boosted, yay. Now he's like, I got blood clots. No, duh. And I'm not, I know there's a lot of you who've been vaccinated. I do not say this to call you stupid. I do not say this to scare you. It's the news. It's data. It's real. I hate reporting on this because I know so many of you were vaccinated. I do. But it's the truth and we've got to talk about it. Unfortunately, we've got to talk about it. Something else that we're going to talk about, we're going to move on from that. And I hate to be all doom and gloom with the vaccine, but that's just the way it was. And I'm kind of glad that we were right this time. Maybe, maybe, just maybe they'll listen to us next time around when something goes on like this. Anyway, we have a name... And it's been identified who the shooter is in the Walmart at the Chesapeake store, ladies and gentlemen. He was the manager of the store, and his name is Andre Andre Bing. Excuse me. The shooter at the Chesapeake Walmart was identified as Andre Bing Wednesday afternoon. Confirms the shooter was not only an employee of the Walmart, but he was the manager of that Walmart. And he's worked at that store since 2010. And while the details of this tragic incident in, our, in the Chesapeake, Virginia store are still emerging, authorities have confirmed multiple fatalities. We are focused on doing everything right, Walmart said. We can su- to do to support our associates and their families at this time. The alleged shooter, alleged, shut up, the shooter, the murderer, the killer. The shooter was identified as Andre Bing. We can confirm that he is, an, er, he is or was a Walmart associate. Andre's position with the company was overnight team lead manager, and he'd been employed with us since 2010. We are thankful for the local first responders and will continue to work with our local law enforcement as they continue their investigation. Um, let me just see this. What is this? Hold on one second. Just left out the break room. Manager come in there, started. All right. I want to play this video for you here. I, 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 do, I do not know what you're going to see in this video. I did not know that we had a video. Thank you. Did not know that we had a video, so we're going to play this video for you. I do not know what's in it, so I cannot say viewer discretion advised. Okay? I'm very sorry. So if just in case, just in case, might not want to uh, 
have youngins in the room. I don't know what this video is going to say. Capping people up in there. Start shooting, bro. Like, I'm old, though, y'all. Sadly, though, we lost a few of our associates. I don't know how many. I'm not going to speak on it. I'm not going to show it because I ain't like that. But I'm whole, y'all. The story is that. I mean, I came in. Got down. I'm shooting. Got down. Yeah. Bro, I was just about to come in and get some snacks. Ain't getting them now. But pretty much, pretty much, uh... The manager came in here, started dumping, man. As soon as I left out the break room, he went in there, man. By the grace of God, yo. Man, I don't know. That shit, wow. We just saw, we just did the motherfucking active. He went until everybody was in that motherfucking break room. And you know what? I saw him when he went in the office. Yeah. <laughs> you alright? No. Right. Well, I know. Go ahead and kill it. So, folks, it, it's... The worst thing about this is, especially when you're in the news, is you want to know more. You want to know more so that you can tell more about the story to people so you can get the truth out there. Sad state of affairs, really. And, 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 and in all reality, folks, what we should be doing is praying. That's what we should be doing. We shouldn't be jumping to conclusion. We shouldn't be rushing to judgment, but we should be praying. But the only reason that we're forced to jump to conclusions and rush to judgment is because that's what the mainstream media does and they try to make it seem like it's people who believe what we believe that's doing this, which puts us... It's like saying, one person does something bad, so you hate all people, you know? One, one Mexican did something bad to you, so you hate all Mexicans. That's not the way we are in America. One fat person does something bad to you, so you hate all fat people. That's not the way we do things in the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. So we should pray. Lord and, Lord and Heavenly Father... We pray for these families. We pray for the store. We pray for the associates, the workers that work there. We pray for the hardships and the heartache that they're going to go through, that they're going through right now. We pray for the shooter and whatever he was going through, Lord, because we know that you love everybody on this planet and everybody is redeemable, Lord. And we ask that you surround your Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit around this tragedy, Lord. Comfort these people and bring health and restoration as much as possible. In Jesus' name, amen. That is what we should be doing. That is not what they do. You'll never see a news station do that. You'll never see a news station stop and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's what we should be doing. It's definitely what we should be doing. We need more prayer in this world. We definitely do. Thank you, Rosebud. God bless you. She says, oh, let's, go to the, let's go to the Rumble chat. Can we pull up that Rumble chat real quick? Okay, there it is right there. Let's go back. What'd that say? That was $50 from Rosebud. She said, Jeremy, don't stop exposing reality and the truth. There it is right there. Very disturbing corn pop. We got a couple corn pops in here, it looks like. Uh, J- Jeremy, did you see anything about Fauci being deposed? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I know that's happening. I don't have any further updates on that, but thank you for the question. Uh, look at all the amens. See, people understand how important it is here, Okay. Miranda, the tiny indetectable clots are like coffee grounds in texture. Wow. Wow. Lord, have mercy on us all. Amen. Amen. Who donated $200? Somebody donated $200? Clee Sully donated $200 to the LFA family. Look at that. Unbelievable. $10 from uh, 1869 Rifleman says COVID death rate is low, 640% from what is before mandated vaccines and boosters. Wow. Wow. 
And you know what I love about this family, too, is you guys bring me information, so much information. Sometimes I don't get to your information. In a lot of cases, I don't. Sometimes I do. I need the website to the saw. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me put it back in here for you. Got to make sure. I, let, me, let me put the www. Okay, how about that? www. <laughs> hold on. Where is that? There it is. TacRightLFA.com. There it is. I hope that helps. There's the website to that saw. Get them while they last, folks. Get them for, get them for uh, Christmas presents. You get 50% off that bad boy. You know what I mean? I love the people. I, have you guys ever spent time on the America Strong Business ta- page, by the way? If you haven't, you should. You definitely should. I tell you that. All right, uh, let's do a quick uh, sponsor read real quick here for four Patriots, folks. I, I want to tell you another good thing, too. All of our sponsors have signed on for another month. All of our sponsors have signed on to fill that gap of 30% that we can't get from the donors right now. It's actually more towards 35% now. So I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. And I thank you guys because you guys are actually spending money with these sponsors. They're staying longer. So because you're buying something, you're getting something for it. They're coming on and they're staying on as a sponsor and they're sponsoring for another month. It's really wonderful. So ladies and gentlemen, 4Patriots has been a wonderful sponsor. My wife and I have gotten things through them. We're buying stuff from our sponsors for our family members for Christmas using the promo codes as well. And it's just a great thing. The Patriot Power Generator is amazing. Uh, I don't have this, but I now know people who do have it. And the amount of stuff they're able to plug in once this thing is fully charged is great. You don't need gas. You don't need to plug it in. It's completely solar. The solar panels are quite big, too, for this bad boy. I do have these solar panels. They did send me these. But I'll tell you what I also have, folks, and that's this little guy right here, the Patriot Power Sidekick. A lot less expensive, but a lot less powerful, too. And more for, like, camping and stuff like that. More for camping. And this you can get 10% off of by putting in the promo code LFA. But this bad boy, you actually have to go to 4 slash LFA. And it takes you to a page where you get an instant $500 off. So go there today. Continue to shop through them through the Christmas season. And they'll, uh, they're, they're a great sponsor. So, all right, let's move on. We've got to talk about uh, New England for a minute. And we're going to take a trip to my home state, New Hampshire. Because the governor here, I'm going to corner, I am going to corner Chris Sununu at some point. The guy ducks me all the time. I can tell you that. I am going to corner this man someday, and I am going to get a, a, a microphone and a camera in his face, and I'm going to ask him a real question. But I want, to, I want you to see what Chris Sununu just said about Donald Trump. Check it out. Chris Sununu, my New Hampshire governor here, says that Trump's 2024 announcement fell flat. Fell flat. Two weeks after comfortably winning his fourth two-year term as governor in New Hampshire, Chris Sununu opened up about the current state of the Republican Party in its current leadership and whether he'd ever run for U.S. Senate. Well, we're not going to let that happen. As soon as you start becoming self-serving in your endeavor, voters are smart. They see it a mile away, and they're going to move in. I mean, that's the reason why Trump made his big announcement, and it fell completely flat because it was all about him. It wasn't aspirational. Is there something wrong with you, Chris Sununu? I want everybody to flood Chris Sununu's page. All of his social media. Tag me if you can. And if you can't, then put my link to Rumble here. Put my website, uh, jeremyherald.com, and dare this man to come on this program. I'll let him come right here to the studio. We're in New Hampshire. Come right into the studio. I have a seat for you right there with an extra mic right in front of that TV. Come and face me. How about that, Chris Sununu? What do you mean fell flat and it was all about him? Did you not watch the speech? Are you that completely stupid that you don't understand words? 
because if you go back and watch it, it was all about bringing people together. It was not about him at all. He didn't talk about the 2020 election. He didn't talk about how he was unfairly treated. He talked about a path forward. That's exactly what he talked about. What in the hell are you talking about, Chris Sununu? What is wrong with you? You are such a loser. Your father was a loser. The only reason that you're a governor for as long as you are is because we have to pick between the lesser of two evils. And the devil you do know is worse than the devil you don't know. That's the only reason that you keep getting elected here. This guy's such a loser. I'm going to go ahead and give him the dumb, dumb award. How about that? Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dom Dom Award of the Day goes to New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu and his worthless loser family who makes money off lies, cheating, and stealing and uh, opening up uh, affordable housing for illegal aliens. That's what we do here in New Hampshire. Yay! There's a lot of words I'd like to use for Chris Sununu that I will not use on this show. I can tell you that. I actually called his office a bit ago. Lady said she never heard of Jeremy. Yeah, right. <laughs> They know who I am. What are you kidding me? They know exactly who I am. I ran for state office. Come on. They know exactly who I am. What a moron. Can we play the loser song while I'm, uh, while I'm drinking some coffee? I'm a loser. I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. Anyway, we're going to stay here in New Hampshire because we got another moron to talk about. Jeremy, why do you call so many people names? Because we're on the battlefield. That's why. What do you want me to do? Say, this nice guy, Chris Sununu, he said some very, very rude things about former President Donald Trump. Here's what he said. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. And in other news, we're now going to move on to a very, very, very nice person. We assume. We don't know because we don't want to be rude. And we're going to talk about the first openly trans New Hampshire lawmaker who had made earlier bomb threats and has been arrested for stalking women. This person is clearly in their right mind. And they're probably a wonderful person. New Hampshire's first transgender lawmaker was charged in 2015 after calling in a bomb threat to a Vermont hospital. Stacy Lawton was the first transgender lawmaker elected in New Hampshire. And damn, isn't she nice? Stacy, I mean, is that what you want me to do? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. This tranny loser, Stacy. there you go. That's what we do. A little bit of public shaming when you deserve it. How about that? Stacy was arrested for calling in a hoax bomb threat to a Vermont hospital years ago. Somehow became a New Hampshire lawmaker. Don't know how that happens. Stacy Lawton, the first openly transgender legislator who was elected to the House of Representatives and then withdrew her candidacy days later, said Thursday that she is the person responsible for calling in the hoax bomb threat to the local hospital. And after spending two weeks receiving treatment at a Vermont hospital for bipolar disorder, hey, find out if that was Brattleboro. Brattleboro is such a weird state, a weird town, and, but that's where the mental hospital is in Vermont. Lawton walked into the Nashua Police Department at noon on Thursday and turned herself in on a warrant from February 27th. Lawton stepped down from her elected office after it was discovered that she was a convicted felon. Who cares, right? That's not why she should have stepped down. Everybody, everybody's a convicted felon nowadays, right? Anyway, Stacy was in the back. Stacy was back in the news again this week. The trans politician is now arrested for stalking women. So 
You have the left out there going, I don't know why you guys are so, why are you fo- so phobic over trans people? Why do you have such a problem with trans people and drag queens? And why do you have such a problem with them being around normal people and blah, blah, blah? Because they're messed up in the head. They're screwed up. There's something not right. They're one egg short of a dozen, okay? They don't have it all there. They're not all there upstairs. That's why we don't want them around normal people because they'll brainwash normal people or they'll uh, stalk normal people or call in bomb threats on normal people. They're not normal people. What is normal? Normal is, I don't know, not dressing up as a woman when you're a man or vice versa. Normal is, I don't know, not calling in bomb threats and stalking people. But that's what these people do because they're not normal to begin with. You don't have to be Christian to be normal. You just got to be normal, normal. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to saying, hey, that person's normal or that person's clearly screwed up in the head? This person is so nice. Oh, I bet they're so respectful. Not here. Not here. You know another thing you're not going to get here? Sometimes things that you don't want to hear. That's another thing you're not going to get here on Live from America. Things you do not want to hear. And I'm going to tell you what. There's been a lot of people very, very upset with myself and Mike Crispy for talking about Ron DeSantis running against Donald Trump. And a lot of you have said, I'm not going to fall into that media trap. Why are you feeding into that? That's garbage. That's not true. Ron DeSantis has no desire to run for president and he's not going to do it. You're just breaking up the Republican Party, falling into it. Mike and I have been trying to tell you, no, it's not just stories that we're reading for you. It's stuff that we're hearing all day long from people that we know close to the situation. I'll just tell you this. I told you earlier, nobody knows but Ron DeSantis. I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong because the Florida GOP knows Florida legislators know, and you want to know how I know? Because they want to change the state law to allow Ron DeSantis to run for president without resigning as governor. That's how I know. Florida GOP legislators have publicly stated they want to change the state law so Ron DeSantis can run for president without resigning. Now, that could be in 2028. That could be in 2024. But I doubt that they're crafting this legislation for 2028, five years from now. Florida's two top GOP legislators want to change the state law to allow fellow party member Governor Ron DeSantis run for president in 2024 without having to first resign as governor, because right now he would have to. Think about that. Florida House Speaker Paul Renner and Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo are considering the change... Considering the change, should DeSantis become the GOP nominee in 2024? If an individual who is a Florida governor is running for president, I think he should be allowed to do it, Pasadomo said. That's a big honor and a privilege, so it's a good idea. Florida law requires an elected position running for a different office, provide a letter, a letter of resignation if terms of the two offices overlap, which they would by two years. So let me ask you again, ladies and gentlemen, do you think that we're feeding into the media frenzy now? And I'm not saying, ha ha, we told you so. I'm saying, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. I'm not saying turn on DeSantis. I'm not saying that either. I think DeSantis is the best thing that the Republican Party has next to Trump. Having said that, If DeSantis allows the GOP to talk him in 
to running against Trump because they'll say that we'll put all of our efforts behind you and we'll put all of our efforts behind taking down Donald J. Trump. Do you think that Ron DeSantis is going to turn that down? I don't. And I will tell you this, and I told you this from the beginning. Right now, I love Ron DeSantis. Right now, I think he's one of the greatest things that this country has. But I'm going to say it again on this Thanksgiving Eve as I said it before. If Ron DeSantis runs for president against Donald J. Trump, not only will you lose, but you will never be president ever as long as MAGA has something to say about it because you are going to, you're going to, that's going to be taken as a threat. That is going to be taken as a jab at Donald J. Trump. That's going to be taken. Now you have the right to do so. And I'm not saying you don't. I will not fault you for voting for or for running for president. I won't. You have the right to do that, sir. And you're definitely powerful enough to do so. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is for the sake of MAGA and the sake of draining the swamp, if this man runs against Donald Trump, he's going to cost Donald Trump time, money, and effort that he does not need to be expending on this crap. My personal opinion on this, and you don't have to have this same personal opinion. If Ron DeSantis decides to run, he will not only lose against Donald Trump, he will also not be able to be president in 2028 because he will lose a lot of his credibility with the MAGA movement. And the MAGA movement, whether you like it or not, is the largest, most in-charge movement in this country, and that includes both parties put together. That is my personal opinion. Take it how you want it, ladies and gentlemen. That's my personal opinion. Now I've got two more stories that are good stories, and I'll leave you on this, okay? Number one. We're going to go back to Georgia for a minute because this is a great story coming out of Georgia, and I think this is the best story of the entire week. Are you ready for this? Georgia Supreme Court has reinstated the six-week abortion ban in Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. That is great news. That is great news. Now, I wish it was a complete abortion ban. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But when this six-week abortion ban went into effect... It immediately was challenged, and a lower court struck it down, and now the Supreme Court struck down that lower court and said, too bad, so sad, this is Georgia law, the six-week abortion ban is back into effect, stop killing babies, amen, amen, do we have music to celebrate, we got, I know we do, I know we have that music, where is it, there it is right there, Woo! I love it, ladies and gentlemen. Sly says, I'm not so sure about that, Jeremy. You must be talking about DeSantis. You might think DeSantis has a chance, and that's okay. That's cool. That is, you know what? We're not going to cause a rift between who we want to be president. But I will tell you, I am all Trump. I am MAGA. I am Big Bang MAGA. And I'll do whatever I got to do to knock out my opponents in the primary. We can come back together and be friends after that. But DeSantis doesn't have a chance against Donald Trump, even with the part with the help of the Republican Party. I can tell you that. But anyway, we're supposed to be celebrating good news, ladies and gentlemen. Babies living. It's great news. Great news, great news. And I'm so happy for Georgia and the Supreme Court there for that ruling. Now, I'm going to leave you with a little smile. We're getting close to Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And none of us would be upset if Kamala Harris got ran over by a reindeer. Kamala got ran over by a reindeer, right? None of us would be upset about that for Christmas. I know that's a joke. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I found this guy, Buddy Brown, who's got a new song out called Kamala Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. So I figured that I would play that for you on this Thanksgiving Eve 
Here we go. Oh, Molly got run over by a reindeer. Coming home from Nancy Pelosi's. Y'all might see a fearless female leader. But all I see is a typical drag queen. She was at a Christmas party. With Michelle Obama and Bill Gates. When Paul Pelosi gave her eggnog, she was back out on the streets like 98. She was wobbling on the sidewalk, Donner and Blitzen coming fast. They plowed right through her like a freight train and put her on her big self-righteous ass. So Kamala got ran over by a reindeer coming home from Nancy Pelosi. Y'all might see a fearless female leader, but all I see is a typical drag queen. <laughs> the Secret Service didn't help her, and Santa covered up his tracks. The liberals charged him with manslaughter, but Supreme Court said that Santa gets a pass. <laughs> they found a present on the sidewalk. It must have come from Santa's sleigh. It said, America, you're welcome. It's the gift that keeps on giving Christmas Day. So oh, Kamala, Kamala got ran over by a reindeer. Coming home from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Y'all might see a fearless female leader. <laughs> but all I see is a typical drag queen. <laughs> that song warmed your heart be sure to subscribe we got 280 or so red pilled videos just waiting for you to watch there you go ladies and gentlemen buddy brown 200 and some odd red pilled videos waiting for you to watch great guy has a lot of great songs come mala got ran over by a reindeer <laughs> coming home from nancy pelosi's what a great song anyway folks Remember, we got a Black Friday sale going on. It does not start tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. But we got a massive Black sale, uh, Black Friday sale. Black, black sale on Friday. We're not selling black people. Cut it out, you guys. We're not racist over here. Anyway, Black Friday sale. Yeah, I know Eli's going, oh, no. Oh, no. Sometimes I get a little messed up. Black Friday sale, 30% off everything from Friday at midnight. Well, Thursday night, midnight, you know, you know what I'm saying. All the way through Sunday at midnight, ladies and gentlemen, 30% off everything. And yes, the deals still apply. You spend 100 bucks, you get a free LFA t-shirt. You spend 200 bucks, you get a free LFA hoodie or a hoodless sweatshirt, depending on whatever one you want. And if you spend over 300 bucks, you get this beautiful 11 by 17 armor of God hand cut wooden plaque. Great way to get free stuff to give away for Christmas, okay? All right, folks, I love you. Happy Thanksgiving. There will be shows on Friday. My 5 o'clock show on Friday will be pre-recorded, but don't worry. It'll be fire, and it'll be awesome. I love you all. God bless you. We'll see you back here on LFA TV on Friday morning. Have a great Thanksgiving. Spend time with your families. Talk about God with your families. Talk about what you're thankful for. Help each other out. If you can help your family members out financially if they need it, do it. Spread the word about all the things that we talk about here on LFA TV and get all of your family members hooked on this show and this network. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, 
Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I love you all. I'm thankful for you all. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading the gospel. And I'll see you again on Friday. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace! Let's go.